welcome, welcome, welcome. And I guess once again, it's time to assemble the Cinematic Council of Podcasts. Uh, basically a premise, <laughs> our second go at this, where we've got a bunch of people together from a bunch of different podcasts. And we're just going to talk about where things sit in the magical world of cinema these days i should say according to mr scorsese cinema and what they're releasing at the movieplex maybe because they're not necessarily the same thing uh my name's ian i'm your uh, i guess if you listen on my feed you you should know my voice geez i'm everywhere but let's give a chance for the other people to introduce themselves let's start over with carlo Hey, this is Carlo from the Movie Loot, the podcast where you can find the biggest loot and the best loot of films. Excellent. Excellent. Kev? This is Kevin. I'm one of the hosts of the podcast that wouldn't die. We discuss science fiction and horror, guilty pleasures, and forgotten classics. Wow. Where can I, where can I listen to that podcast? That's, that's got me hooked. Where can I find that? <laughs> We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. Wow. Just just the finer ones, though. Just the, right, <laughs> exactly. And the bad ones, too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I mean, his first, uh, first appearance on the, on the CCP, just one C off of uh, a different acronym altogether. We got Stu. <laughs> Stu, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Stu. I host the Stu World Order podcast where we review random comic book movies. And now that I'm with all of you, Ian, you have been on an episode. Kevin, you are going to be on an episode sometime soon. My release schedule is bewildering to me. Carlo, I need to get you on. I will message you on Facebook if you have any interest in watching a random comic book movie. Just let me know. Uh, All right. I, I believe last I heard Ian equals ratings on that show. That's just all I'm. Uh, <laughs> yes. All yeah, I'm saying. I think that I think that past uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is my most downloaded episode. Are you serious? The Dark Knight yes. just on movie strength alone. The Dark Knight Rises shouldn't surpass Spider-Man No Way Home for and a million hey, reasons. This is the world we live in. I just had one random day about a month and a half after the episode came out where it got like 60 or 70. That's downloads. right. That's right. Ian equals rating, sucker. <laughs> Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. <laughs> oh, I've got it off. Dang it. I had it ready to go. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Well, you know, we can clean it up in the, I won't clean it up in the edit. I'm too lazy for that. All right. So, um, what we're going to do for anybody listening out there is we've I've got a very loose sort of set of notes to the side here, conversation topics, but really wherever it goes is wherever it's, it shows. And I, it's a shame that Danny from It's a Musical wasn't able to join us because we have just released the latest, maybe even the last in the uh, Wizarding World movie series. Um, I don't even know what this one's called. The Crimes of Grindelwald. Is that what this one's called? Sure. I don't even know anything about those. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the buzz is around where you got. I mean, we're, we're, I mean, two of you are from the mainland United States. Carlo, you're based in Puerto Rico, if memory serves. Yes. I'm over here in the UK. Uh, the buzz feels not buzzy where I am, but I remember I had a bet with, uh, I, I had a bet with Danny where I said, I think despite all the stuff that J.K. Rowling has said, people will complain on the social forums and they'll go out and they'll see the movie. Well, now you've got the J.K. Rowling stuff, and I believe Ezra Miller is in these too, isn't he? So you've got oh, all that right. going on also. Help me out, because I, I, I don't know what you're talking about with Ezra Miller, so help me out here. Oh, God. <laughs> Ezra <laughs> Miller arrested? Just, 
I yeah, he was arrested for like breaking into a couple's house and assaulting them or something. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the exact story. It has something to do with someone ki- singing karaoke at some point. Yes. He was I at think a karaoke they were singing- bar. Oh, I thought they were singing in their house or their whatever their room oh, or whatever. That's what it was. Yeah, and then is, he okay, like busted in. This is the flash, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. He would have thought well, he, would, he would have got out of there sooner. Jeez. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the Flash for long. <laughs> there, no, I don't think so. There have been a couple of things before that because uh, a couple of years ago, he he like strangled a, a, a fan or something in a, in a convention. And yeah. Yeah. There, he, he did a video, I think it was on Instagram and TikTok, where he basically threatened um, some white supremacists or something like that. Um, and I'm okay and now with this that part, at least. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> we're not gonna get in that. <laughs> but 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 were they singing saying, karaoke? <laughs> he's he's. I mean, apparently people are saying this guy is a psychopath, and they're um, right. asking to put the guy from the uh, from the Flash TV series, uh, Gustin, uh, mm-hmm. Grant Gustin, I think his name, and they're asking to to replace him and recast him. That is insane. What? And he's good. I mean, he was good as the Flash. I, I'm not a huge fan of the the DC extended universe films in general as a rule, but I always thought he was very entertaining to watch. So it's a I haven't seen a single one. I watched. I mean, I saw both Justice Leagues or both cuts the, of Justice League. So did I. Uh, yeah. I thought Ezra Miller had a fun had a fun energy in there. You know, yeah. I thought he and he and Batfleck especially worked well opposite each other in this kind of, you know, kind of Tony Stark, Peter Parker kind of yeah. sort of back and forth. But it was something that that sort of franchise was missing. And I was like, oh, I can get behind this. I, 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 I guess not. <laughs> it was something giving how dour everything else in those movies were. At least Ezra was some level of personality. But yeah, I don't know. I, I also didn't need a scene where they give a hot dog to a a, a dog or a puppy or whatever. Who needed that? Why did we need that in the Snyder oh, cut? Is this where they rip off uh, the X Men movies by having them go so fast that everything's gone stale? And if you just put some '80s rock track in the background, it pretty much would have been a lawsuit waiting <laughs> it's to happen. Just Quicksilver. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> oh wow. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's move on to something far less controversial than uh, Ezra Miller. Uh, let's talk about the Oscars. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, let's do the, I'd say fun bit, but I don't think I'm, I'm telling the truth if I say that. Let's do the honorable bit, and let's talk about, I mean, the, Kevin. The non-slappy thing. The non-slappy thing. Let's talk about everything that happened before, after, not including uh, Will Smith. Um, uh, Kevin, I, I know you watched all of the films you said. <laughs> yeah, I watched all, all the, the ones up for best picture. Yeah, yes. Are, and are, are, are sometimes you happy it was with like result? doing homework. I, you know what? I, I'll tell you this. Um, I'm kind of a sentimental guy, so I like the kind of feel good movies to win. So Coda, if you have not seen it, is dynamite. It is so good. Um, I know some people complain that it was kind of I don't know lifetime movie ish. Like it all kind of wraps up neatly at the end. I don't have an issue with that. I, I like that. That's good. I liked, you know, Life is Beautiful. I liked uh, Shakespeare in Love. I like I like Green Book. People hated Green Book. Yeah. I like Green Book. Okay. Um, and especially this year, I thought I really didn't have my socks knocked off by the other nominees. Truly. 
So I had no issue with Coda winning. I thought it was great. I'm right with you on the Shakespeare and love stuff, and people crap all over that win. I think, that's a, I think it's a beautiful little film. I really do. And there's nothing wrong with leaving the cinema with a smile on your face. That's allowed. That's okay. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> Just that's like, what i'm saying absolutely <laughs> well, i mean i remember a few years like the artist one do you guys remember the artist yeah. It was a yeah silent film black and i'm just like oh god i mean i was like back in film history class or something <laughs> you know beautifully done i mean you could see the the skill that went into it but it's like you know i like to enjoy going to the movies as well yeah the artist was one of those movies that i think if you squinted and tilted your head a little bit you could see the filmmakers behind the scenes patting themselves on the back for making it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I, I saw it a long time ago and i don't and i barely remember anything about it but uh, take from that what you make um <laughs> but but um i i'm just like kev i'm not exactly passionate about any of the of the nominees but if you ask me the one that moved me the most was coda uh, so i was okay with it with it winning um a lot of people had that that fight between, you know, Coda, Power of the Dog, because, you know, Power of the Dog is uh, technically um, superior, or so you say. Um, it feels more and, and like it, it, the kind of film that's supposed to win the Oscar. Exactly. Yeah, and, and it was good. I liked it, and it was well acted, well done. But if you ask me, like Kev said, the one that got to me uh, was Coda. I mean, I was crying and <laughs> bawling my ass out towards the end. Uh, it, it, had, it had its flaws, but... Uh, it was good, and uh, we go. We watch films for for different reasons. I mean, I can go to watch a film to be impressed by the technical craft or the acting or whatever, or whatever. But I can also go to 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 be moved and be um, touched by by the emotions of of whatever uh, it is on screen. So I thought it was okay. And Belfast was okay too. Those three were my I top like three of, of well. yeah. I, I saw only six of the of the nominees, but. Those three were my, my top three. Coda, Belfast, and, and Power of the Dog. Belfast is probably the one I wanted to get out and see the most and just couldn't make it work where... Gorgeously shot. Yeah, yeah, it looks fantastic. Uh, yeah. Anything Kenneth Branagh touches, I'm generally willing to go give give a watch to. Um, and just couldn't... It wasn't playing at our local multiplex. It was playing at our local art house. But then it was a little bit more expensive. So I was trying to find someone yeah. to go watch it with me. So at least it's not me spending double the amount to sit in a place by myself. Um, <laughs> Liam really wanted to watch it. So actually, if I'm being fair, Liam really wanted to watch it. So we tried to make it happen, and then it was gone. And all those sorts of things, which definitely is a shame. Uh, I'll, I'll tell I mean, I guess I'm glad, like... I I like a good movie musical. I do. I was terrified West Side Story was going to walk away with it <laughs> and usher in this new era of everything's going to be a musical again. And I'm like, I don't. I like the fact that it's aberrant, that it's once every three years. We're going to find someone, maybe five years. Right. We're going to find someone who's going to p- pony up like, you know, a proper full scale musical type thing. I thought the far more interesting story actually was um, was Tick, Tick, Boom. I haven't seen that one. I, I wanted to see it, but I, I didn't get to it. Uh, I, I actually the clip that they showed at the Oscars, uh, I was impressed, and I said, you know, I have to see this. Uh, but I didn't get to it. I wanted, but I didn't get to it. Yeah, that's one of the ones I wanted to see. I wanted to see that, and I wanted to see Coda, and I just never got around to either of them. Uh, Coda's still what on Apple TV? I don't. I have streaming services to, to have. It. 
It's on Hulu also. Oh, is it? Oh, it's on Hulu. At least here in the uh, we US, don't have US, America. Yeah. Yeah. No, but but I I got like a year's free or six months free Apple TV in my PlayStation, so I'm, I'm I will definitely check out Coda before about six months. And I don't know if there's enough on Apple TV to get me to actually hang on to it outside of that. There's apparently yeah, I mean, that Apple Ted Lasso TV. show. Ted Lasso's good. Ted Lasso. But I'm, but I'm almost through season two. And then I'm, yeah. what am I going to do? Wait a year for the... <laughs> I'll wait, then I'll just re-up for a month. We're going to have a free trial. Because everything you buy gives you a free month, a free X-month trial of uh, of Apple TV. So I'll, I'll just wait. I'm okay. I mean, frankly, Coda was a movie I watched just spontaneously. You know what I mean? I, a lot of the other movies I was kind of compelled. I'm like, okay, here are the 10 movies I got to knock off in the next couple of months. Coda I had watched earlier in the year just because it seemed like kind of a good movie to watch. And I'll tell you what, the, the, the main actress who carries that movie wasn't even nominated. That's, that mm. is the one travesty I can point to. She should have been nominated for Best Actress, in my opinion. Yeah, but but uh, Troy Kotzer uh, won, and and he was great. I mean, he, I, I think he, he was, was he was, uh, he was uh, the driving force for that film. Uh, it, if you ask me, his scenes and um, his interactions with his daughter were the the best parts of the film. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I, and I'll tell you what, Belfast was great. I didn't realize that was Kenneth Branagh's life story that he was telling yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't think it to to walk into the theater to watch it, but it's it's kind of an uplifting film as well. Oh yeah, uh, I think both both films, Coda and Belfast, ha- had a lot to do with uh, people moving on uh, despite whatever uh, issues they're dealing with. In Belfast, they're dealing with the troubles and the civil unrest, and in Coda, they're dealing with this uh, struggle of you know. I want to move on with this passion, but I want to help my family as well. So, uh, and the family, the, the struggle in Coda, I think it's um, twofold because the, the struggle of the daughter is, can I leave my family and move on with this passion? But the family also has to learn to move on without her. Uh, we need to move on and, and, and do this business and handle this business without her. Uh, so I think it, it was great. Right. At the risk of this becoming the Coda pod. I mean, it's it, what's cool about the title. I, I mean, is it, Coda is a musical term mm-hmm. because she wants yeah. to go on and become a singer, go to college to study singing where her entire family is deaf. So it's that so, yeah. and Coda also means children of deaf adults. So it's oh, OK. So it hits yeah, all because the she's things. the only he remember of. Excellent. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I haven't seen it, but just even just just hearing that that explanation, it's like, you know, what is the most profoundly different thing you could do? Yeah, the sort of celebration of the of the 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 pursuit of excellence in a medium that your family can never can never um, access. Right. Wow. Powerful. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have an next question here, and and. Oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm ten years late anyway. But my question is: Are the Oscars on at danger of becoming irrelevant? Yes, and Absolutely. I I am going to talk a little bit about that when we get to our next subject, the more slappy Oscar subject. But uh, yeah, no, I I'll be completely honest. You just said, "Hey, we're going to do a roundtable," and I said, "Great." And then I got on. You said, "Oh, it's going to be about the Oscars." I watched none of the no, best I, picture nominees yeah. this year. And I just, and there, it wasn't because there weren't any that I didn't want to watch. It's just, 
all the best picture nominees come out in this weird window of time, yep. like right leading up to the Oscars right. because they know what they're shooting for. Like, I'm going to go see everything everywhere all at once tomorrow. Very yeah. excited to see that. But like, even as good as that movie's supposed to be, will it be nominated this year? Probably not. Cause it's not coming out in the quote unquote Oscar window. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, uh, it felt like, what, two or three years ago, they gave everything to Parasite and Parasite deserved it. And we were all very happy. And essentially, the the Oscars went like, all right, we gave you a thing. Now, shut up. We're going back to doing what we want to do. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember the mid 90s. There was a year. It was uh, Jerry Maguire was the only thing of, of, of sort of mainstream merit that got nominated. And the rest were like secrets and lies and the piano and stuff that maybe we've come to experience in hindsight. But at the time, you're like, what? Who's Jeffrey Rush? What is that? What are these films? And the point where it becomes sort of a double-edged sword my question here because number one is you get these hoity-toity i guess kind of films or that's the perception amongst the masses but the danger is because cinema is becoming so much uh, i bring it up all the time but the analogy is pizza you know what i mean like i love a good marvel comic book movie just like i like a piece of pizza they're not they're not necessarily great for you but sometimes you just really want a piece of pizza but you don't want pizza every day but that's all the cinemas are giving me at least where i'm at what I have access to is I've got a bunch of different kinds of pizza, but I, but I, I want something else. Since when the Oscars come out, I go, oh, I, I, I can't engage. I can't relate. Now, over here, I'm not sure the Oscars hold as much credence or even the, even the BAFTAs, really. I'm not sure we get that hung up on the award shows or at least British people don't. But I, I used to love the Oscars, man. And so step problem number one is that it's all films that seem inaccessible. Or if you don't have this structure platform or that platform, how can you get to it? In a world where I think we should still be trying, I'm not saying they have to think about this, but I still would really love if we could all push ourselves towards the multiplex. And that was the place where these films could be accessed. So thought number one. Thought number two, I open up my um, Twitter, my, my whatever, the morning after the Oscars, because I'm not sitting up till 5 a.m. to watch that. And I see Oscar history made, and it's all about um, the historic first wins by various demographics. And the theory being, if if history's not made, then it was the wrong choice. And instead of it being about the greatness of this picture or this acting performance or this whatever, it becomes about how does that that headline read? Because everyone's terrified of an Oscar so white hashtag all over again. And in order to try and prevent from claims of um, bigotry, um, it, it becomes the only focus in the room. And I think representation is super important. And I think if we can make it so we have more representation in movies and the industry as a whole, maybe the awards can go back to being focused on who did the best job and we don't have to go, oh, I can't help but notice that this demographic wasn't as as what presented in this category as others. That's my thought. I think that uh, to to the initial point, I think Stu, uh, I agree with Stu about the availability of of films uh, that that window um, from late of the year December to early of the year. Uh, it is problematic for regular audiences to to catch up. I mean, I made a mad dash of watching like four, five, six of the films at the, at the beginning of March just to try to get them in before the Oscars. So I think that's one of the issues uh, of availability. People can't, people won't, won't care about the Oscars if they haven't seen the films. 
And they would say, you know, why, why would I watch if I haven't seen the film? So I don't care. I have, I, I don't have anything to root for. Um, so that, that's one, one point. The other point is that they have to make the ceremony more available. I mean, it, it, we live in a world now where uh, not everybody has cable and not everybody, you know, there are other platforms that people are using, a thousand different platforms that people are using, streaming and whatever. Uh, I don't even have cable anymore. I just watch, I just use my smart TV. Um, and well, I'm not going to say how, how I watch the ceremony. So <laughs> let's edit that. But, but, but they say, oh, you know, the ratings are down, but you're maybe comparing it with maybe 10, 20 years yeah. ago when uh, it was on TV, cable TV, and pretty much everybody was watching it. Uh, so we have to gauge that when we, point, when we uh, talk about the ratings. Appointment viewing is no longer a thing, save for sports. That is the yeah. only thing right. that is um, DVR proof. Um, so uh, also about the films that, that are nominated, I think that's always been an issue of, you know, like you said, hoity-toity films. Um, but I think the Academy has, has always done, uh, I'm not going to say a good job, but they've always kind of mixed things up. I mean, if you go back to the 90s, you get uh, Silence of the Lambs, uh, you get, um, uh, well, Titanic, which was extremely popular. Uh, you move on, you get The Departed, you get uh, Parasite, you get, uh, uh, there are, different films in, in that trajectory that are more accessible or quote-unquote accessible. Just a couple of years ago, they nominated Black Panther. Um, Coda itself, we can say it's an accessible film. It's an accessible film. Uh, so I think that's not necessarily an issue that there, there's always going to be a mixed bag uh, of films. Um, so I think it has to do more with that availability. People need to watch films, to watch the films so they, they know what to root for. Uh, the other issue that you brought up, that one is a, uh, probably a, a lot more complicated. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think that's something that is not only present in, in, in film. I think it's, only, it's present in, in everything that's happening and, and everything that has to do with race and, and ethnicity and all that is very prevalent today in, in discussions. So it, it's understandable that the bodies behind the, in this case, the Oscars, will maybe cater to that in some way. Uh, so I, I think that's understandable. Uh, but the we, we, I think we have to, to, to balance. I mean, there are times where, where I'm struggling here to get my point across, but not necessarily the Oscars always make the, 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 the right choice. And I don't watch the Oscars uh, to agree and say, oh, you know, you make the right choice or, or whatever. And we, could, we can talk about uh, dozens or hundreds of actors that were nominated and won and didn't deserve it or won in the wrong year. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with ethnicity or race or whatever. Um, so I think there are a lot of moving parts and a lot of factors that, that, that weigh in on that. Uh, so I think that race being so prevalent, race and ethnicity and, and all that being so prevalent this decade, let's say this decade, uh, it's obviously going to take a, a going to factor in in what wins. I mean, I think I'll I, tell you what. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead, Ken. 
Go ahead. Um, there are a lot of issues with the Oscars. No question. You're absolutely right. I mean, when I was a kid, it was appointment TV. You tune in. But I think a lot of that had to do with these were the movies that we had seen that year. It wasn't like, I, I swear it's been the last 10 or 15 years where you're literally like, well, I've seen this one or I've heard of this one. Yeah. Here are six that I've never heard of. Um, and I don't, I mean, it almost seems like nowadays, most of the movies you do have to go to the art house cinema to try to track down some of these movies. And I also feel like if the, the movie should be in the theater, in my opinion, um, I, I think it, it's kind of a, a cheat. If it's like only on Netflix, it's like, shouldn't that be on the Emmys then? I don't, I mean, didn't they, don't they have like a made for TV movie? category on the emmy i don't watch the emmy now they know. do actually have it, it's weird because when we had uh sean prasad on the pod uh we we, we, we covered mank and mank had had a bunch of nominations and actually yes. to get around this they do have to release it in one of five yeah. major recognized cities for i think a period of three weekends or something like that so mank opened to like so technically was it released theatrically <laughs> yes but I think that line between theatrical and streaming is going to get blurrier and blurrier the oh, more we, yeah. we move forward. I mean, it's, there's no going back with that, I think. Yeah, especially in the post-COVID or the end yeah. co- whatever era of COVID we are currently in, where the movie theaters weren't a thing for many of us for a while. Streaming's just this thing that's going to be a thing. And it's I, I don't know that it would be fair to penalize filmmakers because something is released on a streaming service. But I do agree. Like, if I ha- personally have the option of see something in theater or see something at home, I'm going to go to the theater. But I think that I'm a dying breed in regards to that. Right. Yeah, we're all just feel- a bunch of dinosaurs. Sorry, Kev, go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. Um, the other thing about these award shows is I want to watch the clips. You know what I mean? That's what it's all about for me. It's like, give me, I want an avalanche of movie clips about movies that I love. Um, and I feel like that, I think it was last year where there were like no clips. And I'm like, why am I, why am I even watching this then? You know what I mean? Just a parade of people getting up. Hey, how at, you doing? At least in the clip, you can see the 30 second scene they've chosen. Like when Nicole Kidman won for the others or whatever it was. And right. she had her big yelling at, at whoever it was moment. You went, Oh, I can see why she won. What a fantastic performance right. for 30 seconds. You decide, but at least I can, I can have some sort of a, for that, you get that 30 seconds for each person. You get to pick a, even if you had no, didn't have a dog in the race, you've got the dog in the race. Now I know who I'm after based on that clip. And otherwise it really is kind of keeping you outside the door, listening in and going, Hey, I, I, I cause I think these things are only fun. If you do have a rooting interest absolutely yeah. it's like sports yeah i remember they did a couple of years ago I, I think ironically i think it was chris rock did kind of a man on the street interview asking people have you heard of this movie have you heard of this movie i mean literally and people were like had no idea it was like what's captain phillips you know and then it would yeah. cut to like steven spielberg looking uncomfortable or somebody <laughs> um, yeah and the issue gets worse when you move further from from main cities and metropolitan areas if you move uh, uh, further uh, in a country uh, are going to be less familiar with this kind of films. They're not going to be available. I think we've all heard because uh, God bless the media. They keep trapping these poor directors. Like everyone in the world cares what Jane Campion or, or, or Martin Scorsese <laughs> think about Marvel movies, but they can't release their own work without 
somebody coming out and being like, what do you think about comic book movies? But the difference is like, they have their opinion and their opinion is a hundred percent right. Like these big blockbuster movies are roller coaster movies. They're there for us to have fun. But then you also have to look at the movies that for the last 12 years or so have been nominated for Oscars. They're movies that were made for the Oscars. They weren't made for people to see them. Like they sit there and they check boxes and they right. say, this is how we win and get nominated for awards. Is this what people want to see? But that has yes always no. been the issue. Yeah. But if it you go seems back to, like, to- but it seems like in the 90s, like if you look like 90 to 99, the list of movies that were up yeah. for Best Picture, any year I'd seen at least two or three of them. I would say. And now. Right. You'd hear about it and they'd at least become a thing. Like I remember the, yes. the Pulp Fiction became a thing. I don't remember anybody knowing about it. I had a friend who maybe had seen Reservoir Dogs and was talking about that. But then Pulp Fiction and then it got re-released and we're like, we got to go see this. And the re-release was at least a thing. And you'd go to the cinemas and you'd catch whatever it was. And now it's like, no, you're not, you're not going to have that. And if you think, I mean, Carlo, I was on your pod once and we were talking about blockbusters and, and the yeah. idea of the blockbusters, like, like, uh, uh, what, like Jaws 1977 five, or five, five, five. sorry, 75. <laughs> Man, did I just get fact checked hard? <laughs> Actually, it's 1975. But you look at those, and it seems like maybe there was a thing between like the Oscar Beatty movies and the blockbuster. But in the time since, like that, that chasm has just grown exponentially. And going, the blockbusters also used to try and maybe strive to have some sort of merit to it. And, you know, you know, I got John Williams doing the score for E.T. Like, come on, that, 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 that's, that's great stuff, you know, as opposed to whatever Michael Bay's pushing out this week or, you know, I haven't seen Ambulance. So I don't know if you want to tell me it's going to be a front runner for best picture next year. All right. <laughs> it's getting good reviews. Is it? Well, there you go. Jake Jonathan. Yeah. I, I really rate the guy. <laughs> His finest work. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. You guys all tell me 1975 felt like a slap across the face. So <laughs> <laughs> you take that year out of your mouth. Let's talk about this. Because the first thing I saw before the headlines were the headline and going, what have I what have I just watched where in real in. So I saw this headline and in real time. I was able to see the the joke, the setup, the cut to Will Smith smiling, the cut back to Chris Rock, him coming up, getting the slap, thinking, oh, this is staged. It's a bit. It's the whole King Richard like thing. It. This yeah. is what it was the big, you know, emphatic follow through and the walk back and going, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me going, OK. And then. Uh, I had access to the international sort of version of it where you catch him, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And then the second time where it's just like, wow, that's rage. And I think oh, the yeah. difference between that and maybe anything else I've ever seen about a, a Hollywood and a lister is not even a strong enough word for this, but like a Hollywood institution Superstar. unto himself, a, a legitimate power broker. And if you think about these people who have lost that influence, I never got to see it in real time where I was. I didn't just catch like a snippet on a news report, but I got to see the entirety of it at the oscars 20 minutes before we're going to give him a statue so that's that's the send-up have at it i, I mean, thought until what this past week i was 100 percent convinced the entire thing was fake 
The only thing that has recently shaken my belief that it is fake is the whole like, oh, we're going to ban you from the Oscars for 10 years because that seems pretty absurd. But to me, the whole thing just seemed like everything we'd been talking about was such big buzz this year about how no one cares about the Oscars. The Oscars are irrelevant. They're not topical. And then I woke up the next day and it was like, you better watch the Oscars because this major thing happened. And it just seemed fishy. Remember? And then I just I just thought like well, what Chris Rock said was douchebaggy, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Will Smith slapped him, but it's not like he tackled him. And then the censors were right there not to cut the feed for the slap, but to make sure that the FCC yeah. didn't hear any swearing. <laughs> to me, it all felt like, boy, there's a lot of smoke here for there to not be fire. But then, like, if they're going to ban him for 10 years, OK, I'm probably wrong remember when we thought the la la land debacle was the worst thing the oscars did? oh god <laughs> no, but but you know I, I i i didn't even see it live because at that time i i stood up to get to get a snack and when i got back <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I was in a chat you're with like it's people. best documentary nothing's happening here <laughs> I'm gonna, I, when I got back, I said, you know, this ceremony is boring. And people, Did you, didn't you see this? But but I, my initial thought was also like, Stu, but, but there really is no win. for, for If this Agreed. was an act, there's no win for anybody. No. I mean, so that that's my, my, my lead to say, you know, no, this was, this was real. Um, and... I, I like what Ian said in, in one of your past episodes, where, what you concluded about all the issue. But uh, it, I mean, it, it's it was out of line uh, all the way. Uh, I don't agree with, with what Will Smith said. Um, and there's something that uh, Karim Abdul-Jawal wrote, um, and, and he basically touched three points. And I, it was literally a, if he had taken them out of my mind. But this was first an insult uh, to the academy and everybody that was present because you're taking the spotlight from everything that happened there and you're forcing everybody to answer stupid questions of what do you think about the, the slap and that not and nobody was talking about the winners nobody was talking about about all those uh, milestones and accomplishments and whatever um it was an insult to to women uh, starting with with his wife because uh, you're enforcing that uh uh, attitude, macho attitude that, you know, I need to protect my wife and whatnot. And Jada Pinkett can defend herself. And, and there's something that, that Ian sort of touched on. But if Will Smith hadn't done anything, Jada Pinkett could have raked Chris Rock through the coals after. Right. And Chris Rock would have been the shittiest person on earth. Uh, Jada Pinkett had that power mm-hmm. on, on her hand. And, and the, Will Smith took that away from her. And she has yeah. a platform. She has yeah. a show. She yeah. totally could have done this. And the third point uh, that, uh, like I said, I'm boring from, from what Karim Abdul-Jawal uh, wrote, uh, but it's also an insult to African-Americans because at a time we were talking about race and how race has been an issue uh, lately, but at a time that, that racial tensions are so high and we have some uh, stupid racist fucks saying, oh, you know, uh, black people are prone to violence and whatnot. You get two actors of the highest caliber slapping, uh, I mean, not slapping each other, but, you know, one slapping the other on live TV at the biggest ceremony of the year. Uh, and you're, I mean, you're throwing everything through, through the, I, I mean, it, it was the stupidest thing that, that he could have done. 
for some for a day that should have been the 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 apex of his career i mean for somebody i mean i've grown up watching will smith since music and i mean i'm not a huge fan of him but i've seen i mean i heard i heard his music i watched his tv show i've seen his films i've seen him grow from from um let's say stupid action films like independence day to to a dramatic high caliber actor and and like you say a power broker I mean, he's one of the most powerful people on, on Hollywood. And to do this stupid thing, I mean, it, it, I, I just can't believe it. I mean, it, it, it was unbelievable. I have to say, I, I take issue with one thing you said, and that is when you called Chris Rock an actor of the highest order. <laughs> stop. I mean, stop he's right one there. of the a comedian. He's, he's one yeah. of the yeah. he, that, I, he's true. one of the top rated. I will comedians. say, head of state is one of the worst movies ever. <laughs> I was just going to say that head of state is so so bad. <laughs> Entertainer performer. No, I, really, I really like Chris Rock and Chris Rock's I sharp wit. And uh, but then again, I thought Will Smith. I thought. He his especially his early career um his calling card was he had an unquestionable and ineffable likability about him absolutely and more of his acting ability you look at things like independence day and those early films he was a part of uh, bad boys um it was that likability that. that cool factor that oh will smith he's good any he? um that sort of had been carefully curated and has been on a bit of a uh, a bit of a, a slide since the what's it called the red table sessions the th- the, the talk show Jada does where she brought oh, him on yes, and, yes, 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 and yes. talked about yes. her entanglement since oh, that, okay. that <laughs> yes since that shot of him weeping like it's been a it's been a weird bit of a timeline for Will and right. um, then. I don't know if anybody's seen any of the stuff that's been unearthed or come been republished since the slap. Um, where I, I know Ethan's desperate to talk about it on, on our pod when we record tomorrow, but there's one where she starts asking him about uh, just at home and she's filming him and going on about uh, how don't you think that this um, therapist has really, really helped us? And she said, wouldn't you say that? He said, first off, I'd say, please don't film me without my consent. And she goes, look, he's, he's still being foolish. Look, yada, 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 and dismisses him and then comes back at him with the same question. He's going, again, I got to say, my, my, my social media is my bread and butter. Please don't be filming me unless we're, we're both on board with it. And then she turns camera on herself and goes, Dr. So-and-so, we need you to come back because I'm still dealing with this fool or something like that and cuts Jeez. it off. And you're like, there is some toxicity in this relationship. Right. That is yeah. weird because if you go That's back right. to that thing and people have, I mean, I've been, I probably got way, like everybody, I projected myself onto this and our values and whatever it is that we feel. But you know you look at the joke and will smith laughs and it's a it's an authentic i think that's funny laugh and he can freeze it in a two shot and you know he's he's thinking it's great and she's glaring at him and then it, it was a lame joke yeah it, 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 was, it, was, a joke. it was a joke it wasn't a particularly well thought out joke it wasn't particularly funny but he is up, joke. he is up there uh, in his job as a comedian trying yeah, to do something absolutely getting it wrong getting it wrong and i think we still, we still have a world where people can make a mistake and he, i don't think he was trying to be hurtful that that's the difference here whereas will smith you know you can't go whoops i didn't mean to assault you which is exactly what he did 
Um, right. And then something happens. You know, um, I had a friend tell me that, you know, maybe Will Smith is like the Winter Soldier and Jada whispered the right combination of words in his ear. And yeah. all of a sudden he went into mission mode. Um, <laughs> and I asked if it I could, if I could like use that. It kind of looked like he didn't want to do it. Oh, Sorry. When, yeah, it looked- yeah, when he walked back, it was a bit of a, all right, yeah. It seemed like he was pot committed. Like he got up on stage, like, oh god, I guess I got to do this kind of thing. Can he? Get, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, like this guy insulted my girlfriend. It's so weird. If he'd even just like slapped him, I can't believe I'm saying this. If he just slapped him and sat down and let Chris Rock recover, you probably could have sold it as a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's yes. when he and he's like, wow, Wilson just just slapped the shit out of me. Everybody laughed. I think we were ready to move on because we're yeah. all going. Oh, it must have been a bit. And if right. he can just keep himself from from that extra little bit. And I'm like, if Chris Rock in five foot four, and instead of Chris Rock is six foot three, you know what I mean? It's a totally different story, I think. You know, um, the professional wrestler Will Smith, uh, Will Smith, Mick Foley, I think, maybe put it best where he said, the vessel of love is a bully. Because he gets up and he wins his Oscar. So he's a vessel of love and God is calling on him. to. Pr- I'm like, what? You tell me God called on you to slap Chris Rock on TV. Is that what uh, we're... Like, they cut to Denzel of his hand over his face going, don't bring me into your speech. <laughs> I think somewhere God's up there going, don't, don't bring me into this. I, I did not do that. Keep my... It was William. the devil. Keep, it was the devil. Keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> uh, Even Richard Williams was like, why are you mentioning me? <laughs> and that's a thing, too, because you know, this was supposed to be a celebration of that family that night. And what do you do? You probably people who have a certain opinion of Richard Williams. This isn't that far removed from that. And it's kind of like you just, oh, Mm. brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you said you will never see another Will Smith movie again. Now, I did. Say, I did. I said I would never choose to see another Will Smith movie. So should there, well, should there be should there be an anniversary of a film? I'm not going to go. We're not going to review it because Will Smith slapped somebody and time heals all wounds and maybe yada, yada, yada. But again, the difference is I had to see this all the way through and then see him 10 minutes, 20 minutes later, walk up there completely oblivious and do the most self-aggrandizing, I'm, I'm a vessel of God, assaulting people, and then he apologizes through, you know, an Instagram post or something right. like that. And I'm like, no, no, if you're going to slap him publicly, get a camera in your face and apologize publicly. That's just my take on that. I mean, I think Chris Rock fell on his sword way too much with, with his, I, I think, I, do I think he was wrong? Yeah. Um, I, I'm wrong not, enough to get slapped to be slapped. No, not wrong enough to be no, slapped. No. Nor to say exactly. like, I, yeah. nor his speech post, which is like I'm a horrible human being. I'm like, I don't think you are, Chris. I think you got it wrong. No. That's all I think that happened there. <laughs> Worst case scenario, I think you got it wrong. Some yeah. people would go, it's just a joke. I don't. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. If I made a right. joke and found out that someone had alopecia, I'd probably be going, okay, crap. I I I didn't mean any. I'd be really heartbroken. I didn't mean to offend yeah. anybody. That's not. I don't think Chris Rock is in the business of, of of cheap hits. I think he's better than that. You know, yeah, I, alopecia I with- is no is no joke. <laughs> Let me tell you, we're very sensitive people. <laughs> I was just surprised that the uh, the Stan Sitwell disease from Arrested Development was real. I had never heard of alopecia oh, yeah, in my really? life, just on that show. Yeah. <laughs> um. What? Well, 
Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's true. Well, it, there are people who lose, like anybody who loses their hair technically has alopecia. Oh, uh, but there, but there is the there is the Stan Sitwell disease where it's like literally yeah. you have you don't have eyebrows. Yeah, now, like, I don't think she has that. Like the joke. I have I have heard, and I know uh, I know some of you guys watch a little bit of wrestling, Ian. But like I've yeah. heard, Bobby Lashley has it. Oh, does he really? That's why he doesn't have eyebrows. Oh, he doesn't have eyebrows, does he? No. Uh, yeah, maybe he doesn't. I I yeah I don't know. Um, the joke wasn't ha ha. You have no hair. You know what I mean. The joke wasn't. <laughs> The joke wasn't as nice to see all the women with the beautiful heads of hair tonight. Hello, Jada. It wasn't it wasn't that, you know what I mean? It was it was oh, I've heard people go the other way and go, he he compared her to a female empowerment legend. I'm like, no, he wasn't compliment. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. He wasn't doing that. He was making Yeah, you're a, really reaching yeah, on that one. He was making a joke, and worst case scenario, he got it wrong. That's right. it. Best case scenario, you're going to win your Oscar in 10 minutes. Go up and do a speech about how your wife is the strongest person you know. And isn't yeah. that a better right. way to shut him down? Absolutely. Because you get to thank your wife as part of your speech anyway. So why not use Enjoy. that time to go, to go, you know, hey, and, and that's your, and then he gets to, he gets to come off like, like, like the loser here. But instead, you know, people, I mean, I thought he should have been arrested. That's me. I, we, you know, you, you have video proof of someone assaulting someone else. I don't think, well, he hasn't followed a police report. Well, usually that happens when you don't have a worldwide audience as witnesses. Yeah. At the very least, they should have escorted him out. They should have escorted him out. And yeah, that, that's me. So, but, but you know, uh, it, again, uh, it, it, Will Smith has uh, has had a a, um, a weird career lately because after in the two thousands and afterwards, you know, he's had a lot of Oscar baity roles, uh, you know, trying to to get you know concussion and um, everything after Tell the truth. Ali, everything after Ali, <laughs> yeah, the all that of all happiness. That- but but oh, yeah. this this was supposed to be like I said you know the apex you know of, of his long career you know the, the one of the biggest stars in Hollywood and he ruined it yeah. he pretty much ruined it and he hurt himself yeah, yeah and he's starting to lose stuff I mean Netflix has pulled out of a film that they had planned up with him yeah he's they just, put Bad Boys Three uh, uh, Bad Boys Four on hold also I, I was just at the airport yesterday and he's just released a memoir I'm like you're about five minutes too, too early on that one brother because yeah. there's, there's no way there's no way uh but tell you who is releasing a memoir is is august the entanglement he's got himself oh, a Jesus. book deal well great i'm glad that guy is making money out of all of this uh, i don't even know who he is other than that dude, than dude that was, guy. yeah i i had never heard of this guy until like the days after the slap dude i is, never knew anything about he is their the relationship only person who's going to be a winner out of this whole thing yes it's right. gonna oh, be, he's sitting there yeah. going well i had my five minutes and the slap happened and it's like cha-ching thank you very much i <laughs> yeah. will be taking all the money for this one <laughs> All right. We know way too much about their their private yeah. life. Oh, way too I much. never wanted to know all this about their marriage. No, no. no. Um, so I, I don't want to watch that stuff. But what sort of stuff have we been watching lately? What have we What have we caught? That's not. I mean, we talked about the Oscars, but go to the cinema to see. I, I saw Uncharted. Uh, uh, was all right. <laughs> Yeah, I think because I don't know the video game, I probably ha- had a better time than I would have if I, but it still wasn't a good movie, but it was, 
I don't know. I'm saying I want something besides comic books. I guess a video game movie is slightly different. From, <laughs> <laughs> although it was nice that, you know, Peter Parker was in the role because it definitely wasn't a stretch from uh, from anything else. So it was still just Peter Parker. Mark Wahlberg played himself. So that was that was good times. But anybody seen anything, actually anything decent? Lately? Oh, anybody seen Moonfall? No, I don't <laughs> see Moonfall. Oh. I haven't seen it. I yet. It got brought up last time. I had no clue about it. it didn't any, like, it's, it's not a thing here. It did not get released. So we were, we'll just have to wait for next year's Oscars so we can go, oh, that's the movie they were talking about. <laughs> Moonfall. I saw, uh, I saw X. Anybody seen yes. X yet? I, I also I, saw I have X. heard good things. Okay. I've I, heard good I, things. Again, I'm not sure. Oh, is it on Netflix? Uh, not oh, no, no, sorry. the theater. Sorry, X. Okay, so what is X? Uh, we, 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 I haven't heard anything about it over here. Uh, it, it is. is... Go for it. Uh, it's a new A24 movie. It's set in the 70s. It's supposed to be very reminiscent of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it's these... Wow. 20 somethings they go out they they rent this barn from this creepy old couple and they're gonna film a classy porno in this barn <laughs> and murders start happening it's a very interesting movie it's very uncomfortable there are scenes in this movie where you're just like i don't know what you're doing movie i don't know if i'm here for this just the sex scenes are enough to make you want to toss your cookies. Oh, one, one in particular. One in particular. No spoilers. Leave it at that. No spoilers. Yes. No. I, I want no. to see it. I want to see it. I don't want to see it, but Ethan will be listening, so he'll want to see this. He's in the kind good, of crowd. It was if you. It, it was definitely reminiscent. I mean, it's Ty West. It is, it is very well done. Um, performances were good. I like the story. Uh, we're reviewing it on our show, but I'll tell you what, my co-host couldn't get past that one sexy. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> it's interesting. I liked the characters, and it it's paced really well. Like, yeah, you basically go from a movie at the beginning where it's like, well, here's a bunch of sex scenes, and then you get into it being a horror movie, and it's like, all right, I there was something to keep me enjoyed through all this movie. <laughs> But well, I think A24 movie, it has those moments. I think A24 movies are weird to me because I think they're very, to a degree, style over substance. Like, there are a lot of editing and cinematography choices in this movie that seem like they're just done because. Like, they don't really seem thematic about anything. It's like there are flashes when instead of just segueing from one scene to another, it kind of flashes from one to the other back and forth. And that just, I couldn't figure out what the point of that was supposed to be. I, I, I'm curious, I really. Actually, what you're saying is making me more curious. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to check it out. Well, on the premise of things we're curious about, I'm going to run through some of the movies that are coming out this summer and almost like a word association thing. Just what are your thoughts? Are you interested? Are you curious? Is this something that's on your radar or not? Let's start with what might be the big one of the summer, really. And it's the, one of the first ones to come out. Uh, we've got it's just uh, not that far around the corner. May 6th, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. WandaVision 2.0. I'm I'm looking forward to that one. I, I'm actually I still haven't seen Spider Man, um, uh, but the trailer for Doctor Strange um, it's really really good. It looks really dark, and, and, and I mean it's Sam Raimi, uh, and I, I really really want to see that one. I, I'm I'm very very curious to see where they take the story. I just want to know yeah, what the payoff to Patrick Stewart's voice is. 
That's it for me. <laughs> is, right. is he in the movie? I want him in the movie. Yeah, I'm really interested in that. Obviously, Spider-Man was good. Phase four of the MCU movie wise has been hit, miss or, or miss, hit, miss, hit. So it yes. seems like they're due for a miss. But it, based on the trailers, I don't think that's going to be the case. Are we including Morbius in this or no? No, <laughs> oh, okay. no. I was just checking. You- I'm like, you're not calling Morbius a hit, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Did you see there was an April Fool's prank where it was like Martin Scorsese says like, oh, it's yes. the finest film in cinema. <laughs> and Tyrese didn't realize it was a April Fool's prank. And he retweeted. He's like, yes, oh. it was, it's a privilege to be a part of this film. <laughs> Come on, Tyrese. Uh, next. Well, I don't know. Anything else on, on, on Multiverse of Madness before we, we move on? I'm excited about it. Uh, although I, I heard that originally multiverse was supposed to come out before uh, no way home. And for some reason, I don't know what the thought process was. They switched them. So they had well, to redo research on no way home. Yeah. You'd have to, cause that's kind of what causes it. At least that's what we're led to believe here. Um, I think you might be thinking of Thor. I think originally Thor was going to come out before Dr. Strange. And then they switched those two. Well, there was a character in Multiverse of Madness named America Chavez. Oh, okay. Who has yes. powers of like creating I'm, warps or whatever. Yeah. Is this Kang? And is this Kang? Kang? Will, Am I going to see Kang the Conqueror now? I don't know if he's in this or is he he's in supposed Quantum to be Man? an ant they're, they're, Yeah, they're teasing that he's going to be the villain, but it hasn't been confirmed. Uh, it's the, um, the one at the end of, of Loki. Um, Loki. Yeah, he who remains. Yeah. They can slow burn yeah. this. Like you can do what they did with Thanos and have him just pop up in end credits for like five, six movies. I'm okay, but I just kind of want to have some sort of a. At the very least, I need some sort of a, a name drop or another kind of shading that he's coming. That's all. It's. It seems like you need to have watched What If on Disney. Uh, Plus, see, I haven't. You need to yeah. watch WandaVision. Like you had to have watched these shows. I've watched WandaVision. Understand. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what if what if kind of uh, starts the, the the angle of the evil Doctor Strange and and, and that plays a part on I, I suppose that plays a part on everything that's what if was was um, a, a kind of disappointment for me I really didn't like it that much. Yeah, I saw I got through the the first one, the Captain Britain one, whatever her yeah thing right. was, where they recast Tommy Lee Jones with the guy from the West Wing. Bradley Whitford and I was like what uh, yeah <laughs> no, I'm not, no this is stupid if I can't have to I love Bradley Whitford but I wanted some Tommy Lee Jones so there we are uh they are I did not even know this they are making a reboot a a soft reboot a fire starter you guys aware of this yes I'd heard of it anyway like I, I saw a poster at my movie theater but that's as much as I know about it yeah. Zach Efron is all I've got Zac to say Efron. about this Zach Efron oh I didn't even know that yeah so uh, I speak. I have never seen Firestarter the first one is that the one with, with, with Drew Barrymore is that her Drew Barrymore, yeah. Drew Barrymore? I've seen it a, yep. a long time ago yeah nostalgia and horror a really weird combination but definitely one that's not going away anytime soon <laughs> What, what horror film hasn't got a, a, a reboot or remake yeah. or <laughs> whatever? Cabin in the Woods. Imagining. Cabin in the Woods. Hey, well, that's a different beast. The Cabin in the Woods is a, is a different beast. Oh, I, I mean, I'll uh, tell you what. I watched that once, and I'd had a couple of drinks and was kind. And a Bradley Whitford. It all comes full circle. Bradley Whitford. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm watching this, and I'm kind of I'm kind of invested, which is surprising <laughs> for me with a horror movie. And then they do the pivots, and I've had just enough, and I'm going, 
this is stupid. And I just like reject the whole rest. I'm just. No, like, I loved it. I loved it. That's I, the best part. I, I, I probably would have been up with that, but I, I'd been signed up for a horror movie and, and had been beveraging up as such. And so something I would have found really clever, I think, in a different mindset. Uh, instead, I just rejected and went, this is dumb. I wanted to see people die in the sequence they're supposed to die in. Oh, that makes my soul hurt. Yeah, I love that. And you can't watch it again for the first time, so I know. Yeah, Uh, I think the moment where 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 Hemsworth is is doing the the jump with the bike and he smashes (laughs) into the the wall. That's the best part. I mean, I think that's that's where I die laughing. Man, the holodeck ends here. I'm guessing we have no one on board for Downton Abbey: A New Era. Um, I'll see it. Will you really? I'll see it. I, I. I like the series, okay. and I even kind of like the uh, first movie. I saw season one because I had to teach it, so that was the big deal there. I get why people would like it. Those people just aren't me. <laughs> so I, There's something, I don't know. We were watching uh, the new series, All Creatures Great and Small, uh, and there's something soothing about kind of the old life in the country and all that good stuff. I, I just... I, I can't explain it. I'll watch X one weekend, then I'll watch <laughs> Downton Abbey, the return or the respawning or whatever it's called. I don't know. Well, I know it feels like they probably were promised around the same, or at least it's been that long of a wait since Downton Abbey days till now. But we're finally going to get Top Gun Maverick, a film that's oh, been delayed dude. for 18 months, I think. I think I bid more. I because I've I have had like Top Gun scheduled for the pod like on like five different occasions and had to keep moving it because I want to release it when Maverick comes out. It just makes sense, doesn't it? That's called good good sort of production. Let's 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 get this when people are talking about it. And I keep having to move it. It's just driving me insane. But we're finally getting it May twenty seventh. I mean, if if Tom looks old in this movie, he's gonna look even older in the interviews because it's been three years since he shot it. Well, he's 60 I, yeah. years old. He is 60 yeah. years old. Yeah. I haven't seen Top Gun since I was a little kid in the 80s. And the only thing I really remember is they released a Nintendo game of Top Gun that was impossibly hard, yeah. like all Nintendo games. <laughs> we Nobody had, could land on the aircraft carrier. Nope. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. We had a theme park ride in Canada. Our, our big theme park is called Canada's Wonderland. And for a while, Paramount uh, ran the park. And so all the rides then became like movie themed. And so we had Top Gun. And then, of course, Paramount like sold it. So they couldn't use that IP anymore. So now it's just called Flight Deck, which is not nearly as cool sounding. <laughs> but you'd sit there and the line would be two hours long. And you hear the. So to me, it's that and it's beach volleyball with uh, Dr. Mark Edwards from ER. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. What is it? Playing. Playing with the boys. I need, you need a long montage of beach volleyball, shirtless beach volleyball. Yeah. It's very important. You got some take my breath away. You've got some oh, dynamite. You've lost la love and feeling. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I went to the danger zone. Oh, I mean, the, oh yeah. Oh, sounds, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to watching it again for the pod. <laughs> yeah. But know, Maverick, I, we talked last time we were together about, I learned the term legacy sequel last time we did this, yes. but you know, legacy sequels, they're, has has one of them even come close to not sucking? Mm. Yes, Train Spotting Two I'm was okay. Oh. It just the, made the, me want to Bill and Ted. It just the made me, Bill oh, and Ted was perfectly Bill good. Bill and Ted was horrific. <laughs> you didn't like the third Bill and Ted. <laughs> Bill and Ted was oh, atrocious. I thought that was fine. Oh. I thought that was perfectly good. 
Well, that was that was the first see it or skip it we ever did, and we we all went skip it. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> oh, it was dreadful. Uh, that was, you know what that was? That was so highly rated because we were just so glad movies were back in the cinemas, and it was the first thing that came out. We all want. It's just so gr- everything is great. You could have had just someone was like hitting a tin can against a wall for an hour and a half. We'd have gone what? What storytelling? Yeah, it's a sliding scale. It is a sliding no scale. But no, I'm I'm John Hamm's in it. I like John Hamm. Apparently Val Kilmer's like in it. Teller? I can't wait to see. Yeah. Val, wow. can he possibly be? I don't. Well, honestly, I'm not a fan. A lot of, of the, a lot of the original cast are returning. I mean, I'm not a fan. I I rewatched up. I was Lex too. I hadn't seen it in, in in decades, but I rewatched it a couple of years ago, and I really didn't like it. <laughs> the first one. I'm sorry. Um. Uh. But. I'm kind of looking forward, mostly because you have a lot of the the original cast returning. Uh, is it Christopher McQuarrie that's directing also? That sounds right. Yeah, I, th- I think it's him, but and he's a he's a good director. But also, I don't know if it's my age, but this kind of films that that have uh, older people, you know, like reckoning with with their, you know, uh, with their destiny or what they were supposed to do and their passion, their dreams or whatever. I I, I kind of like that, so I might check it out. Much older people. <laughs> I, I yeah. heard that they recasted Kelly McGillis. They haven't recast her. Was... I just think they just didn't invite her in. Oh, poor Kelly McGillis. Yeah, she <laughs> she said she doesn't hold any ill will. They probably didn't, her words were, I believe they didn't, probably didn't want an old lady on the set. <laughs> I was like, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. They're going to cast a 20-something to, to be there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how are they bringing back Val Kilmer? I mean, he can barely speak, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I hear Pixar's on it. Um, oh, no. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll definitely rather watch that than I think this one, although we will. This will, again, also prompt, I think, another episode that we're going to do. But Jurassic World Dominion. I got out. You know what? I, I got out I got the a, first one. So I got to be honest. I got out. I, Jurassic Park is maybe one of the only franchises where I watched the first movie, and that's it. I've never seen Lost Good World. Call. I've never seen Part Three. <laughs> I never saw any of the Jurassic Worlds. It's just like that was enough. This is good dinosaur action, and now I'm done. Because two was like, uh, and three was oh, it's the original cast. It can't be bad. No, it can. Jurassic <laughs> World was. Just, it's made me want to watch Jurassic Park. I'm like, it's the same story beats, but it's not nearly as well acted or as like warm. Yeah. I, I sadly have seen all oh. of the films. Um, Obviously, the original is the best, yeah. far far and away. Hot no tape, question. Yeah. Hot tape. I know. <laughs> Write this down. Alert Boiling the media. Hot. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a don't, minute. The third one. Don't at me, but I think Jurassic Park one is the best. <laughs> now I will say Jurassic World isn't bad. I think it's pretty good. Fallen Kingdom is is a damn dumpster fire, though. And that's yeah, like that's walk it. out of the theater, demand your money back. Oh, is it really? Okay. Ooh, that it's bad. it's yeah. horrific. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, the <laughs> idea that just just add Chris Pratt and 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 life is good. I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling that. I'll see it for the reunion. I mean, see Sam see uh, three three our three original the OGs returning, um, yeah. and maybe that's it. I'll go with low expectations. How but. old is that? Is this been the girl back from the first one? They, Laura they are. Oh, Laura she's Dern. so the little no no, no, no the no. little girl the little oh, girl really the little oh, girl. Cause she's available. She, she annoyed the crap out of me in the first one. <laughs> and I'm like, can we just get her like making like eyes and screaming the whole way through like this one too? Yeah. 
I, I didn't know. Has she been acting? Because I know that the, the little kid has been acting and he's been in a couple of series and, 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 and films, but I didn't know that the, the girl was acting also. The little boy was in. Um, um, oh, he wasn't justified. In, movie. Yeah, he, he yeah. played uh, uh, John Deacon. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, well, I'll tell you what was crazy. I went ahead and saw a trailer, and I thought this looks brilliant, and shared it with the whole team on the BFE instantly. And that is Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, Hanks. I am. I am all in on this. I gotta see this, and I don't even like Elvis. As, as 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 a musician or as a as a cultural icon, I've really had. I think I just went Beatlemania was my choice and kind of ignored Elvis, even though Elvis clearly influences the Beatles. Uh, I come from a part of Canada that, up until recently at least, uh, had an Elvis festival, the second biggest one in the world, and so I think it was that that has uh, soured me on it. But this Elvis <laughs> biopic, it looks amazing. He does seem to have led an interesting enough life that. I'll probably watch the movie at some point. I don't know that that's something I'll see in theaters, but it it looks interesting. I and think yeah, this Tom is Hanks. one you've got to see in theaters. Really? Baz Luhrmann? So Baz Luhrmann, of course, like, like we're talking Moulin Rouge. We're talking Romeo and Juliet. We're talking like yes. Baz Luhr, uh, Great Gatsby. Like Baz Luhrmann films are spectacles. And so mm. you add that with the acting chops of a Tom Hanks putting his name on board. I'm like, I got to see this in the cinema. Well, and here's a question. If this is kind of an Oscar Beatty kind of movie, like you think it would be, why is it coming out this early? Mm, good question. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's still supposed to be a blockbuster film, and those don't sell as well at Christmas. Right. So like what maybe is, it has to do with uh, delays. I don't know what was their you know, release date, if it was moved or delayed. Because he, he was shooting this, Tom Hanks, when he, when he contracted COVID. Oh, all those yeah, years ago yeah. in, in australia yeah so that's june 24th it's uh tabled for here thor love and thunder july 8th uh super into this i yeah. don't think taika waititi's done anything i haven't absolutely loved you talked about sam neil with jurassic park and i instantly my brain went to like i want to watch hunt for the wilder people again but yeah i love taika waititi his work in the mcu ever since they've made Thor a comedic character has just been perfect for chris hemsworth well, i'm mean, very excited for that so for the record you're saying all one movie <laughs> well he was he was comedic in infinity war and endgame yeah our, our, what oh yeah he was comedic what when he was suffering from ptsd he was fat the whole time hilarious oh, oh. you keep thor's name out of your damn mouth <laughs> No, well, no, those no. first two movies were were not particularly hang, good. Hang on, Kenneth. Opinion. No, the first Thor movie is solid. Kenneth Branagh nails that. I will stand by that one. People love right. number one and with number two, and that's not fair. Number two really is one of the worst pieces of crap ever put on film in the, in the MCU. <laughs> number one's a Kenneth Branagh film. It's great. Hot Listen take. To- I prefer the second one. What? Oh <laughs> damn! Oh yeah. man! I'm, I, I, I haven't take. seen them since they came out, but but I I, I, I don't know. I was, not, I was like, never I, a fan of the I just one. want more scenes in the London Underground. That's what I want. Just more <laughs> jumping back and forth on the subways. <laughs> Not I loved of, it so much I never watched it again. Oh, I'm, I'm not a fan of either. I remember I mean, sitting there going, I love Thor one, going, this 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 isn't this bad, is it? And I'm like, as the movie goes on, I'm like slowly coming to grips with the fact that yet yeah, yes it is. <laughs> oh. Pretty bad. Wow. I, I'm I don't oh, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, have you seen the pictures of how big Chris Hemsworth looks? Like it's mm-hmm. swollen is not the right word. He's huge. 
Well, isn't he getting ready to play Hulk Hogan too? I don't think Hulk Hogan was ever this big. Like, he looks huge. <laughs> oh, but he, yeah. I mean, he's so big that when he plays other roles, it's kind of distracting. I mean, he was in that race car movie so many years oh, ago. Rush, he was that was so like good. As big as a house. He was so good in Rush. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Well, it was a biopic. I'm not familiar with the the guy he was playing. Is that guy like built like a, a <laughs> shit house? No, I mean, he was huge. He was just a party boy. That's what yeah. he was. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, that was that's a good one. If you listen to this, go, go see that. Definitely go see that. <laughs> Um, I don't know. There's a remake of Father of the Bride. I don't know. I guess that'll be one that Kev goes and sees in between his horror <laughs> flicks as well. Be. That's an Andy Garcia-led film, that one, Father of the Bride. Yeah. Uh, are they remaking House Party? Oh, my God. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Ready for this? Starring Stephen... Oh, Stephen Glover. I thought it had Donald Glover. Stephen oh. Glover <laughs> and LeBron James. Oh God! Oh, Why? And you know what? If we learned anything from from <laughs> Space Jam Two, it's that you know LeBron James is easily someone who can front a new franchise. Absolutely. If we learned anything from the Lakers season this year, frankly, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> womp womp womp. Worst super <laughs> super uh, super team ever. And I'm just looking towards the end of the summer scene. If there's anything else, something with the man from Toronto with Woody Harrelson. Sign me up for that. Just because I'm, I'm I'm missing home, I guess. I don't know. That's really about it for, for, for the summer. When's Nope coming out? When's what? Nope. 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 I was going to uh, ask about Bullet Train. When does oh, that Bullet come train. out? Bullet Train. I did just see Bullet Train. My bad. So Nope comes out July 22nd. This is uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Yes. Sorry, I have seen some stuff on this. Someone talk about this. Who knows more about it than I do, though? I've seen the trailers for it. The trailers look interesting. I really worry about this movie that they just came up with a name and they're like, let's call our movie Nope. And then they just came up with a plot secondary to that. They didn't even care. I thought but it was a big the, screen adaptation of Parks and Rec when you brought it up. But, uh, <laughs> the the trailers look really interesting, though, as all his movies do. I'll watch it. It'll be great. I, you know, I'm I've sure not seen a Jordan Peele film yet. Really? Whoa! Yeah. I mean, everyone. Yeah, I'm not a horror guy in general. So I think it's come across. Mm. Uh, get, get, get out's one that's on. You keep staring at me. There- <laughs> I, I mean, they're not they're not that horror-y. They're no. not that out there. Uh, that that might not be accessible to you. I think I think you you could you could watch them. Maybe even Georgia. <laughs> oh, I, I don't uh, think she's watching them now. <laughs> well, maybe no, she's but, maybe at the end of it. Yeah. I gotta get out. Get out. No, I, I prefer I prefer us. Uh, oh! I'm a huge fan of us. No, you know what? I'm I'm all on board with Carlo. There, I yeah. enjoyed oh. us more. Get out is a objectively better movie it's more well made it has better things to say but us is a much better horror movie actually i'm, I'm gonna be on on ads podcast to talk about us in a couple of weeks i love that film i it really 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 got to me we talked about us on our podcast and if you stop to question it oh it yeah it makes no town. sense it is crazy town it, it, you it know what? I'm, I'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna check your episode to to prep <laughs> <laughs> well no i mean like whatever movies you like and i, I enjoyed us but I, I i think get out was like a cultural phenomenon where us oh was, yeah i thought us was kind of a disappointment not yeah, a bad film yeah, but i thought great. it was kind of a disappointment and then someone talk about bullet train because i've not heard about this in the three you went bullet train so <laughs> brad yeah. pitt 
Yeah, it looks like it's an action comedy starring Brad Pitt where he's uh, a hitman on a train and he's sent to get a briefcase with some MacGuffin in it. And the train is just full of other assassins that are all out for this thing. And like Joey King is in it. And uh, I can't remember his (laughs) name. He played Fastos in Eternals is in it. It's Uh, just a bunch of people. Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And Bad Bunny. It looks Bad Bunny. Yes. It's I think it looks character. like a blast. <laughs> I think that's going to be one of the most fun movies that comes out this year. I saw Lost City. Yeah, the trailer is fun. Lost City's <laughs> got, got, got Brad, Brad Pitt in it too, doesn't it? Yes. Brad Pitt has a cameo in it, and he was probably the best part of the movie. It hasn't dropped over here yet. It's like another week and a half till it drops here. Is it's it worth fine. watching? Eh, I, would, I would wait for streaming. All right. Maybe. <laughs> it's fine, uh, but... It kind of established Brad Pitt, because I have to tell you, I have kind of a love-hate relationship with Brad Pitt. I thought Brad Pitt of the 90s was not necessarily a good actor when he kind of became a star. Now, like the last 10 or 15 years, I think he's just got a charisma that, I, you know, I'll watch him do anything at this stage of the game. He's great. Brad Pitt's this guy who, like, we talked about Will Smith trying for his Oscar. Like a lot of Brad Pitt stuff the last 10, 15 years, the tree of life. It's all oh, just God. like, it's all just like trying too hard for the Oscar. Then, then he throws something in that I'm kind of okay with. Like I kind of liked world war Z. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, I liked it. I, I, yeah, I like still doing the popcorn movies. If you don't want to watch him yeah. try for the Oscar and check those boxes. Like I said earlier, if you want to still watch him be bad, Brad Pitt action star, he's still doing those. Yeah. Tree alive, and he's God. very much into oh. the production in, in production of, of, of films, and he's doing a lot of things. Uh, I, I'm a fan. I, I like most of his stuff, and I've been a fan of his since the '90s. So, so I, actually, I rewatched uh, last night. I was rewatching uh, True Romance, a film I hadn't seen in like uh, 20 years, maybe Dynamite. 20, 30 years, maybe. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. And he's in it. His role is small, but he's like a perpetually stoned guy. Floyd. <laughs> the roommate well, of, of another guy, Floyd. Yeah. And he's hilarious. I mean, uh, he's, he has like two or three scenes alone, but he's like, yeah, they're, they're, they're here, man. They were there. <laughs> he's hilarious. Um, we had mentioned on our um, Departed episode that he actually was the, one of the producers behind The Departed and gave up the role yeah. in that. Was that, was that for Babel? He was really supposed to have, I think it was Matt Damon's role, and gave it up. Uh, I there, think, yeah, it sounds the time frame it sounds right. Yeah, there's, 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 there's a choice. Um, but <laughs> we saw again that whole like cameo thing. He's in. Oh, what's the one about um, Steve Carell's in it? It's about the, the Big Short. He was in the Big Short in a cameo oh, yes. role, and he's great in that too. Like. I think maybe he's reached a he's just aware of who he is and and what he right. should be doing and maybe if he wants to go back and do some have some fun again I'd be well on board for that and I can't believe I haven't talked about the big movie yet I don't know if it's out in this in the stage yet it probably what was it, the, the 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 unbearable weight of incredible talent that comes Immense out next talent? weekend I believe yeah Nicolas Cage playing Nick Cage I yeah, will be that's- there 
That's going to be tremendous. I I don't know if it still is the case, but after the first like two dozen Rotten Tomatoes reviews, oh, it was at a hundred percent. So oh, I think Jesus, I think it's going to inspire a real roundtable from us on Nick Cage because it just feels like the right time to go over his career and Bruce Willis. We're going to make Great a decision. Actor. We're going to make a decision. Oh. Yeah, we're going to make a decision because both of their careers feel like they should be celebrated. Unfortunately, for different reasons and. Uh, you look at what Bruce has done the last 10 years, and you're kind of like, oh, okay. Because obviously, yeah. this is something that I imagine Bruce has been you know, dealing with privately or with a small support group uh, for, 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 for quite a while. And you kind of went, what's going on with Bruce? He's, making some, he's doing a lot of work and making some strange choices, and he's not Bruce anymore. And you do wonder if, if this sort of stuff sort of plays a factor in what's gone on because, you know, when I think of Bruce Willis, I think of Die Hard, I think of uh, Armageddon, I think Absolutely. of uh, Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction. Death Becomes Her, Sixth Sense, <laughs> yes. Red. You know what I mean? Like Red. Red's a great I li- movie. I liked Red. Red liked was Red. great. It was fun. It was, it's, it's fun. It's yeah. a fun movie. Yeah, you, you trashed us, and you're talking about how much you love Red, <laughs> Kevin. I I won't stand for this. <laughs> Look, okay, it's a sliding scale. I mean, it's, uh, it, I, if it's fun, I'm on board. Yeah. If, I'm, if it's fun, and, and us is fun, but I had right. I had high expectations, and that's well, kind of well, my Kevin. Fear. Kevin, Go I will it. spoiler alert for you. Uh, what is today? The ninth three more days on the 12th i have an episode coming out on red so you can listen to that and, and get I'm very excited heavy. wow <laughs> i like red i didn't see red too i'm, I'm, I'm uh, also as good i'm no, also in love either. with what's her name mary louise parker is that her name oh yes, yes. Yep. Oh, yeah from weeds I'm, I'm in love with that girl i just am yeah. so you she know she is by far the best part of red <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's a good i had fun with it i'll say that much but such. I, have- I look forward to listening to your review, actually, because there's a scene in Red where I was watching it at the time with with, with my uh, partner, and uh, all of a sudden they show the scene of them, and I'm like, "That's the Toronto Reference Library," and I realize I'm like, "You go down two floors." I did like my whole like senior thesis in that building, and so I think maybe maybe I'm slightly skewed because I linked it to myself. I promise you that when I was reviewing Red, I didn't say that's the building where Ethan did his thesis or Ian did his thesis. Whoa! <laughs> what? What just happened there to the connection? We've lost Stu. <laughs> Christ. Well, that's that's what I've got on my list of agenda items uh, here today. So uh, I want to thank the three of you for coming and chatting movies with me for a bit thank you yeah. thank you yeah. thank you for coming Thanks for us. having me always a good time catch out carlo on the movie loot where you uh i don't know carlo i've known you for a long time it's good stuff thank you thank Th- you that's my uh, official rating it's good stuff <laughs> <laughs> and you can leave a, a five-star rating in apple uh, <laughs> no uh we're we're at uh tmml 2021 on 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 twitter and you can find us in on Oh, every podcast platform. And if you can, you want to hear more hot takes, like the ones I, I've just thrown, <laughs> then you can, you can check out. Uh, we have a lot of episodes there, episodes talking about films, episodes with guests, and, and uh, a bit of everything. Hey, you and I agreed that Encanto really wasn't that good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it, 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 it's fun. It's an important uh, film, sound, but it's not, it's, it's not a great film. Soundtrack is killer. Yep, soundtrack's, soundtrack's got is, some... It's a killer. We don't talk about uh, Jada. No, no. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> 
<laughs> well, here, I want to throw this out that Encanto or Turning Red. I haven't seen Turning Red. Uh, I, okay. I like Turning Red. But yes, I think um, they were both pretty good. Not I, great, yeah. but pretty good. I saw Encanto and went, hmm, I'd much rather be watching Coco again. Uh, I, I was, I was rooting like. for, for Mitch's versus the machines. That was, that was uh, superior for me. Okay. Uh, we've got, of course, Kevin from the podcast, That Wouldn't Die. What you got coming up next? Uh, we are releasing RoboCop this week, Ooh. so get ready, buckle up, baby. Uh, you can see us on uh, the remake, Twitter. right? Hell no! <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, the reimagining. Uh, no, we're going the OG. You know, Peter Weller, Paul Verhoeven, good times had by all. So check us out on Twitter and all those other platforms. Good, bad, or indifferent. And apparently we found out Stu from Stu World Order Productions is doing Red. Red is our next episode. <laughs> and to do a little rhyming scheme, our episode on the 22nd is Dread. So we've got Red and Dread. Well, there we go. And there's not a so movie good. called Redemption coming out after that. I'm dreading that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll probably end up just dropping this tomorrow. So on Tuesday, we've got Urexi, You're So Sexy. Empire Records dropping in honor of Rex Manning Day, which just passed on Friday. So I want to thank everybody for for listening. Thanks the three of you for joining me today, and we'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. <laughs>